because I think that's uh, the best one to go off of for our and sorts of conversation. Can achieving nothing make you happy? And we got to take on that. It depends on how we define achievement. <laughs> We're gonna have to go off again. <laughs> we can't stop. What is nothing? <laughs> what is happiness? <laughs> okay, so I, I think there are no such things as absolutions. That's true. Only Sith deal in absolute. Absolute. <laughs> can, can I can I introduce you to the story of Dark Plagueis the the Wise? Anyway, okay, sorry. So can achieving nothing make you happy? Honestly, personally, I, I think that you can never not achieve nothing. <laughs> never not achieve nothing. Yes. Uh, so I would, you have I to would, achieve something in life. Well, I, I would I would actually agree with Andrew on this. I think uh, without getting too much into like the definition and everything like that, but I think if someone decides that like their achievement is to, you know, spend time with their family more, then they can choose to do that. I don't think it's broken down into just did I achieve some sort of like contemporary success or something like that. It's more like individual to that person and you can always kind of find ways to achieve let me bring something into this conversation because I, I think I agree in the same place and I will see you agree too, Parsa. Um, and I want to move this topic into something different. Actually, actually, it's like along the lines. Wait, can I disagree? Can I disagree? You're, you're disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. Here, hear me out. Okay. Can you live a satisfied and happy life not achieving what you set out to do? Um, yes. Like if your goal was to have a happy family, but that didn't turn out well, can you still feel satisfied and happy without achieving what you set out to do? I think you can. I, I don't, I mean, it may be easier for some than others, but I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just on a, on a general basis can be pretty flexible. Maybe at first, you know, it's, there's a lack of contentment, but over time, I think that, you know, okay, so I didn't achieve this, but maybe there's still something else that, you know, provides that sort of achievement. And also, you know, I don't think that anyone's going to go through their entire life and not achieve at least something, you know, based on the question, achieving nothing. So there's always going to be some sort of uh, achievement, even if it's not the like large overarching achievement, they might make small achievements toward the large achievement, but not get to the large achievement, but still have, like there's always gonna be some something to kind of like bring satisfaction. I, was, I mean, I do think that is, or can be very dependent on how the person, like their perspective on, on life, because for some people, I think not achieving their like big goal will be much, it'll be much harder on them in the long term. But I do think that, I don't think you have to achieve that in order to, to be happy. I think just uh, so long your life is improving in some way, I think it's it's going to make you happy. And usually improvements is achievements of some sort. I mean, I'm going to say this. I'm going to okay. say this. Now, I know how we always say it's subjective. It depends on the person. And it really does. Because you ask subjective questions. Maybe you ask us more defined <laughs> questions. Okay, 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 okay geez. <laughs> Dylan just went off. So when it comes to people and achieving their goals, whether it's in their career or personal lives, 
Um, I wanted to ask you guys personally, if you guys didn't achieve something, let's say in your career life, would you guys still be happy? Probably not. You mean like, are, are you specifically asking career? Yeah, yeah asking career. just career aspect of life. Not even personal development, just career. So if we, if we had a career goal and we didn't achieve it, would we still be happy? Would you still be happy with your answer? Like if you knew you, well, not even, yeah, no. If, if, if you knew you couldn't get to it, like you really wanted this job or career and you just couldn't get it, could you live with that? You mean, are, <laughs> the way you said that, I, I somehow know from the beginning that I'm not going to achieve something. <laughs> so are you saying I keep trying and no matter what I try, I'm just not, like whoever it is is not able to achieve. To achieve anything in their career life. They're, they're, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you can still be happy. I think, again, like go back to what I was saying, that's, you know, I, I think even for people that see career goals as like the only important thing in their life. Yeah. I think that if you don't achieve that one thing you want to achieve, it may take time and it may be a painful experience, but you'll, you'll pivot to something else that, you know, it'll kind of be like, you know, you try for something, you don't end up there. And so you end up having to go a different path, which at first is not going to be a good feeling, but once you go down that path, you may, you know, like that path even more so, or it may give you just as much satisfaction. And there may be something in that, that you didn't necessarily realize. I think that, you know, we make these goals or these, uh, we have these uh, ambitions and when we get, when we actually achieve that, it's definitely, it's never exactly what is expected. And so, you know, maybe going a different way ends up being better, also better than we expected. Um, but I think it's, it's also just the overall experience in itself provides satisfaction because Kind of like what Parser was saying, it's a it's a continued growth, and by trying and failing and trying something else, and you know maybe failing there, but then you're eventually going to kind of find something that maybe wasn't your original intention, but ends up providing a level of satisfaction that maybe you didn't even realize would be there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking of this from like a okay. I know how we're speaking about like long term. You know, like if you go through like a long path and you can pivot, right? You can be going down this one path, a career path, and all of a sudden something goes wrong and then you pivot to a different career path and you, know, you find happiness within that. But how about short term? How about like, you know, for the people who, who feel like they're not achieving anything in the short term, like right now as we speak, right? Mm -hmm. Can you actually achieve? Can you actually be happy without achieving? Because at that point, uh, from what my knowledge is, and from how my personal, like what I've done in my past, my life is like, if I'm not achieving something in this path, I'm going to try to achieve something in my personal development, and that's going to make me happy. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like you can't. You, I feel like you can't be happy not achieving something. You always have to be achieving something, which is why we always pivot. I'm using the word pivot in different directions, whether it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on learning more finance today, or I'm going to be, you know, learning the science of well-being, but I'm always trying to achieve something, which is making me happy. If I'm not doing any of those things, right? Even if I'm like not playing video games to ease my mind off of something, I'm trying to achieve something within that video game. It makes me happier. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think it also depends on, it depends again. I mean, it's like a really kind of perspective-based thing, but if you, if you look at it as, you know, I have to be achieving something along the way to your ultimate goal, then you probably are going to be unhappy along the way because you're not like when you work towards a goal, 
you're not, I mean, unless you set it up so that each, like there's like little goals that will get you there, you're going to feel unhappy probably the entire time because you're not achieving whatever that success is. I think that, you know, to achieve some like really big, like lofty goals, it's like a, like it's a, it's a trade-off between like short-term, I don't want to say unhappiness, but almost like sort of unhappiness in order to gain something better in the long run. It's usually some sort of trade-off like that, unless you find something where you're able to do like along the way, achieve little, little small things that make you, you feel good. But I, I do think that, you know, for some of the really like awesome things, there's, there's some sort of sacrifice. I mean, you know, some people love, for instance, like some people love going to school, but for the people that are going to school to reach a certain goal of a certain job or financial security or something school to those, to some people is like the worst thing ever. And so they're sacrificing those four years of going to school for like a better outcome in the end. But while they're in school, they may not be feeling achievement or satisfaction because they're not where they want to be yet. So I guess that's kind of like defining the line of like long-term and short-term achievement, because like that would say if you're doing something for a long-term outcome, then you're doing like a long-term investment for a long-term goal. And then you have your own short-term goals as well. And I think those are the ones that kind of like, you know, push us through each and every single day. Uh, and our long terms are keeps us going throughout, you know, each and every single week or month or so. Um, I don't know if you have to be, you know, achieve hunt or, or achievement hunting at every single second. Um, you know, I would say that from our perspective, we, we are people that feel good by achieving a lot of things. However, like speaking to a lot of people, it's just kind of like not everyone wants to like, you know, live life achieving something. Some people just want to like flow through by and just have like a safe and comfortable lifestyle. I don't think, you know, we're, we're the right pool to, to say that we all want to, you know, actually, you know, achieve something because we are really achievement driven people. But maybe not everyone around us would be like that because I've hung out with a lot of different people and their idea of, you know, going through life and trying to achieve something is very different than how we see it, especially with the things we've been through. Um, And I also don't think you have to live life by achieving everything, like every single moment, because sometimes I just like to look back on my achievements. And I don't think I would achieve anything by looking at all the stuff that I've done, but sometimes it feels good. So, you know, I take a break and time to realize that I've done quite a lot and that kind of keeps me going too. So it's not always just achieving stuff that makes me happy. Sometimes it's looking back on what she's, uh, that makes me happy as well. Okay, my question here is, can, don't you think like achieving nothing is impossible? Like we're always, like I was saying, we're always achieving something. I, I mean, when we think of achieving, I, I think we often think of like goal setting. You know, like we, we set a goal for ourselves, whether it's micro, macro, whatever it is. But how I'm thinking about it, like when I think of achieving, we can also think of like the super small things. Does that make sense? Like, uh, you know, I'm sitting down talking with you guys, meets my satisfaction, I'm achieving, you know, some sort of happiness in that sense. But we're always achieving something. So therefore, like, in any sense of your life, you can never not achieve nothing. Which therefore means like, you know, this question could be about like, you, you can never get to nothing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah. What about when you're completely bored and don't have anything to do? Then at least that, that's not true. You're achieving necessarily. Safety. Yeah, you, you, it's just their achievements are smaller. It's like first breath. <laughs> Wait, did you say you're achieving safety? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're bored, at least you're not having to. I mean, that's I didn't like hear that. I know that uh, like <laughs> boredom to a lot of people is like a bad thing, but I mean, it's it's honestly boredom is a really good time to even if you're not intentionally doing it, like at least for me, I know when I'm really bored, I'll end up like reflecting on things and that's really helpful for, you know, just life in general. And also sometimes like that boredom is a really good chance for our mind and body to just kind of reset from being constantly stimulated by school or work or, you know, whatever conversations. Hey, why does, all right, weird question, but why does it say you're muted? What do you know you're talking? Like your, I think your icon's glitched or something. No, I keep muting and unmuting. That way you don't yeah. like hear me breathing or something while we're having a conversation. God, that makes sense. We should all do that. What if I want to hear you breathe? <laughs> you can come to Chicago. Contemporary uh, man, yes. ASMR channel. You <laughs> <laughs> can come breathe. Okay, okay. So I think we're, I think we're, we're settled enough on that question of, you know, can you achieve, can you achieve happiness? Wait, can you achieve not? Wait, can you be happy? <laughs> uh, can you achieve happiness? No one Can you achieve nothing? Isn't it possible to achieve nothing? Can you achieve nothing? <laughs> can achieving Actually, nothing? Yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you. I don't think that's a question that's a people question. would like know. to know about. <laughs> that could be our second question. But no, we do have a second question, though. We do have a second question. And is, uh, what is true? Did I say what is true happiness? No, no friendship. friendship. Yeah, why does it my phone say? Yeah, true. What is true friendship to you guys? What is true friendship? True friendship is the things we made along the way. Give me your money, <laughs> and then we can be friends. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know a lot of things that is not. Mm. Let's start with that. Go for it. Um. Dude, especially like when uh, friends lie to your face, it's the worst. I, I wouldn't even call them friends at that point. What if and they like, lie in order to protect you? Because there's always this, uh, you know, toss and turn because like they say like, if your friend is about to go, you know, shoot themselves or something, I don't know, crazy. And if you told them the truth and you know that, would you be all right saying that and inflicting that, knowing that you're actually lying to them, but you're saving their life by lying to them? No, I mean, um, life is a bit extreme, but I mean, my friends would know I prefer the truth over anything, however dark it is. So like that, like that's like life and stuff, but like, especially like things that they did or, things that affect me you know those things like you cannot just lie about it and it happens all the time too I, like there's only like a mm. okay real but, quick is there so you say you don't like lying is there any lie that would be an exception to that rule um if it doesn't affect the other person like if it's like something personal or something i don't know um other than that, like if it affects them, they they gotta know the truth. And then plus they're gonna find out eventually anyways. It's just gonna hurt both of you worse. That's interesting. Okay, okay. So lying. Lying is one thing that is not included in true friendship. Yeah, like something that affects the other person, especially. 
Got it. Okay. And then basically I'm talking about trust. Trust is important and lying kind of breaks that. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Understand that. Is there anything else that is not included in true friendship? Dude, like there's so much backstabbing. Um, Like when you, when you're going like through the toughest of times and they're not there. Mm -hmm. um, Like that's when you know they're not like there to you know, be a true friend. They're there for something else. Okay. So by them being there, do you, what do you mean by that? Like being there, like they're talking with you, your problems, like what? what do you mean by that? Like you ask them for help or something and they're just like, oh, well, it's your problem or they <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> okay. not there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's very important to, uh like when you go through hard times and and someone is there to help you you know that someone is actually a true friend like uh like i recently went through some stuff and then uh this friend i don't want to name but you guys know know her she's in berkeley okay like she she was like uh always there can, can we like food. give locations <laughs> like skip that because i actually don't want people to know where i or like the areas we live by location drop or name drop but continue okay but yeah um like we were kind of like just friends like before that but then like all that stuff happened and and she was like the most supportive person i've ever had um so like we became like basically best friends from there kind of like you guys that like before uh when berkeley started um we we kind of got really close and uh yeah that was like good times like when you go through hard times together, especially, it really creates a bond. Okay, that's good. That's good. And then anything else on, on that is included in not true friendship? Why these last? I mean, uh, yeah, like those are the few things that are important to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Cody? I think uh, there has to be a, a level of, I guess, I would, like selflessness, you know, like you can't have like a friend who you're constantly like I don't say jealous of but like if they succeed you don't feel like fully supportive of it because you're like oh I wish I had you know like that kind of mm -hmm. weird dynamic um I don't think that's like a tr like true friendship that's like a I don't know what I consider that but it, you know I think that's something that happens in a lot of friendships that really kind of separate people once you know again like it's this whole idea of you know everyone's like supportive and then like once someone's more successful it's like oh I you know, now I don't like that person. And that's like a really weird dynamic. <laughs> um, I don't understand where that comes from, but you know, it's, that definitely is not, wouldn't be included in a, a true friendship. Dylan, yeah, any thoughts on true friendship? Um, yeah, I, I guess one is, um, it, it's just kind of like the idea or the concept of if you can't handle them at the worst, you don't deserve them at your best. Uh, people are always not always at their best and some people make a lot of mistakes and that's just kind of you know human nature is uh people will always not have this perfect idea like you want them to do something you want them to be something but they're just not and, and it's not always their fault it's just the willingness to grow that's what sets them apart i, I think that's what is that you know if you're with someone it's just kind of like if you Sorry, Cody's picking. <laughs> 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 he got really. 
That's funny. I'm sorry. The advertisement <laughs> smile just came <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that caught me. Yeah, so like, I- I'd say it's something along the lines. <laughs> is that you would have to be willing to accept them uh, when they are at their worst period of time. And you would be willing to, you know, accept them as who they are uh in all parts like you don't genuinely like someone until you like nearly all sides of them and i think one thing is like you know there's those sides like the very angry or sides or so those you know if they're willing to do something or or to progress in a certain direction and you want friends that will continuously grow together you don't feel like you're a friend when you're progressing and then the other one's not or the other way around where you're not progressing and the other friend's progressing or no one's progressing that's not really going to provide you a long lasting and healthy relationship oh like friendship i would say uh in that sense uh it's just never good to be around people that kind of feel like you're feeling stagnated on that so you have to genuinely feel like you can work with them while they're at their worst and then you'll be able to deserve their best not the other way around it's just like if you can't if you can only handle them when they're perfect to you and they're only being nice to you and they're never doing anything mean to you that that's not true friendship that just you know you like them because they please you that's not really happiness that's not really friendship but what if that friend, uh, their worst is being stagnant? Uh, you know, it's like, one thing is, do they want to do something about it? It's like, do they recognize it? And they're willing to listen to you on that. Like, it, it, their worst is being stagnant. Yeah, I would say a lot of people's worst are being stagnant. Um, but, you know, are, are they actually trying to push themselves? Like, is their worst so bad that they're trying to regress everything that they've done before? Or is there their worst being able to accept the fact that they are down and they need a hand and they need to get back up again? And that's what it is. It's like, what is their worst? The worst isn't the same for everyone else. The worst isn't like they're brutal and they kick everybody or, or like they're willing to like tear people down. That's not everyone's worst. Some people's worst are, are just kind of like, you know, sadness, maybe depression maybe something like they their cry a cry for help or something like that you know that that sorts of things that actually you can live with and some people have higher tar- tolerances of you know like i can you know handle someone who has those anger issues and i'm willing to live through it but there's some that don't so you just you have to make sure you can accept them from all sides uh and then you accept their personalities and their morale uh and i think that would be more for true friendship uh lesser friendship would probably be like you don't accept all their their your aspects and stuff like that and you just hang around them because they're fun but that's i wouldn't say like uh that's you know a friendship that will last for like you know 10 years or more so it might you know you may talk to them every once in a while and that might be enough but i'd say that's how i would define true friendship Thank you. And so I, I'm going to go on to the second question. Um, when it comes to true friendship, does the, true, does the definition of true friendship change depending on the gender? Mm. I've, I've seen a lot of people um, that matters to them. Um, like one of my friends, um, like boyfriend kept 
getting like weird about the girl uh, hanging out with other guys because like uh, it was weird to him because he didn't also have uh, female friends. It was just kind of like his personality, like males should hang out with males, females with females. And um, and then I, I never seen like someone th have that perspective. So it was interesting. And then my own was like, it doesn't really matter. And um, I don't know. Again, it's subjective, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, anyone else have thoughts on that? You Are we going by... in like personal opinion? Yeah. Or just oh, analyzing I mean people? By, <laughs> what I mean by like true friendships? I want to talk about like the characteristic of a friendship, of your own friendship, like your personal opinion of what like a friendship is to you, depending on like if it's a male or a female, right? It's like, do those characteristics change? The way you act, does it change? You mean, are, are you asking, like, for instance, if I have a, a guy friend and I want the guy friend to act a certain way, but if it's a female friend, I would want it to be different? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes, yes. Okay. To me, to me, like, if if you're my friend, I just, I see you as, as an entity, you know? I don't, uh, I, like, I don't, I don't really see i can't i can't even feel gendered when i'm with my friends to be honest you're like you're Wait, just can there feel gender like, <laughs> i can't i don't even i don't even think about it you know but like when i'm dating someone obviously yeah gender okay that's something Yeah, I think I agree with that, actually. I, I think it's a fair point, honestly. It's just kind of like, there there are some people who will be different, but from my own personal opinion, it's just kind of like this, you know, you would want to, um, you know, be friends with people, and you shouldn't really try to limit them just because of, you know, an outer appearance based on something like that. Uh, if you want to be a bro with the girls, then be a bro. It doesn't matter. Uh, I would say that, you know, if you're looking for like what sets it apart for a late relationship and friendship, you know, I think there's that certain like attraction because I always, I always see it as like, you know, a friend is someone you can bond with and you can bond with a lot of, uh, quite a lot of people. Uh, and it's just kind of like having those two sorts of feelings, like one, a bond and an attraction that kind of like makes it into something more if it's given on a mutual side. So I think that's what establishes it from like the, you know, a relationship from a friendship, but then the friendship is just about bonding. It's, it's not about like how you, you know, bond with them. You, you do what you need to in order to kind of like connect with them. And that's how you would do with any normal friend. Uh, you don't have to see them as a specific gender when you're having a conversation with them. Uh, you just have to have that kind of bond with them. Okay, all right. Here's the question. I take a shot every time I said bond. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken by what Andrew's actually like what his question is, it's I think it's more so like is the way that we interact with our close male friends and our close female friends is it different to an extent of how we look at the friendship, which I think I mean I think in general it, it probably is going to be just because it's I think you know, a different dynamic when you have, you know, a bunch of guy friends and a bunch of girlfriends, there's going to be a different dynamic just naturally, you know? And so I think it's, it's, you know, is there a different 
interaction amongst that. And I think that also, I think that's actually, not to keep using the same term subjective, but um, I think something that really impacts that those interactions are like who you spent a lot of time growing up with. I think people that were really close with their mom have easier interactions with like females just because that's what they're used to as opposed to the opposite. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, I think that's just a, that's a pretty regard, like, I don't know how you describe it, but it's a, it's a pretty just like natural thing. Cause that's what you get comfortable with. You're used to spending time with whichever parent. And so, or if you have like a really close sister or brother, you get really used to that interaction. Whereas if you have really bad experiences, it makes, it's a little bit different of an interaction. So I think that has a lot of impact. I mean, unless you're just really close with both. I mean, that's possible too, but I, I do think that, you know, everyone to an extent, you know, when they're interacting with, you know, like for instance, our interaction amongst us four is probably pretty different than how each one of us interacts with like a female friend. We're not, maybe it's a little bit, you know, it's probably a little bit different. Like I'm not, it might be exactly the same, but there's probably some slight subtle differences I would imagine. I agree. I agree. Going off, going off that yeah. whole female-male <laughs> relationship, um, this is a very common question that I think I get asked a lot and you guys have been asked quite a few times, but can guy and gal be best friends? Yeah. I mean, I already have it. Nice. Nice. How's that dynamic for you guys? Is it working well? There's no like, uh, you know, awkward tensions. <laughs> no? I think Thankfully, no. I think I got lucky too. I, I feel like it happens often, but it didn't. Anyone else think differently or in the same way? Guy and gal? Yes, best friends. As best friends, as no, no, like a, a attraction attached. Is that what we're going off on? Okay, but I think, I don't know if you can say that because I think to be best friends with someone or close friends, you'd have to be attracted to one of their traits to want to be keeping, like, to keep talking to them or want to, like, you know, continue conversation, right? My best friends are dudes, so I'm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think he meant, like, like, a, like, like, a, like a sexual attraction or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not talking about, like, a sexual kind of attraction. I'm talking more like, oh, I'm attracted to this person's ambition, right? So you want to talk to them more. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. not like, okay, I, I get what you're going on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, can, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I have more girlfriend, like friends than guy friends. It's just interesting to me. Uh, but I, I would say that, yeah, you can be best friends with a girl. Um, with not like, it, it doesn't matter particularly. The interaction is based on the individual, not on their, you know, they're uh what's they called like a, a grouping of them like uh, you know the common society of like what would you say they would act like because of course there's different reigns all around not just for gender but for like a whole bunch of different cultures so you know they act differently for every single thing so it, instead of just kind of like you know having that conversation i would say yeah it's all right and you just adjust to the individual uh rather than that and yeah you, i would say being best friends with a a guy and a girl is just kind of interesting conversation for me to have because I always think that like being best friends with someone is kind of like 
all right, well, you know, that's a person that you like talking to. And if it's an attraction that's built into there, then you're actually going to be more likely to have a successful running relationship statistically if you date someone who you're already friends with. Uh, they say like, uh, you know, divorce is like 50-50%, but most of those divorces actually come from people who just started dating within like the first couple of months that they known each other. Best friends actually have like an 80% chance of actually uh, around 80% chance, might have changed. Um, but they have a, a, a lot higher chance of staying together. Um, so that's why it's weird for me to answer this question, because I would say, uh, you know, your best friend is, uh, if they, if you have an attraction to them, is a, is a good bet to put on, uh, if you are looking for that sort of relationship. Uh, but in terms of, like, can you be best friends with a girl, a guy and a girl, too, without any romantic feelings? Well, yeah, you just have to ask your, your uh, attraction, you know, because you can bond with a lot of different people. We you have to figure out those melding of that too. It's like, are you willing to, you know, bond with this person? And are you willing to see this person as someone that you'd like to be with in a, you know, physical and sexual sense as well? Or if you don't have any attraction like that, but just physical and mental. Yeah, so I think when you were answering that question, thank you for or thank you for helping me clarify my own question. But it was like, can you sustain a best friendship with a gal and still have it platonic or you know if that makes sense i think that was the question that i was more leading towards obviously i think anyone anyone can be best friends with the opposite gender and keep it that way but can it stay platonic right if it is if it is to be long term because the reason why i ask that also too is because i can kind of see from an opposite society like being a best friend being best friends with somebody um i would consider uh, probably You'd be you'd be talking to them. I would say like maybe like I don't know, and it really depends on the person. But you talk to them often, right? You talk to them like maybe even daily sometimes. You confide in them um, for emotional support, uh, and that's like the really strong, like the, the strongest type of support, right? Is the emotional support because when you start to get attached, you start to depend on that one person. You start to go to them constantly. And then that becomes a ha like a habit for you. Um, but then in the society that we live in, or like for us who grew up, you know, finding that reassurance in that opposite gender and then, you know, falling in love or liking them eventually, it, it becomes harder for us to keep platonic relationships with them. Does that make sense? I don't know if you yeah. have a question here, but that's, that's what my question was if we can keep platonic best friends, friendships with our lady partners cody i barely know your thoughts on these things you should, you should tell me um i mean i think it really depends um i think some like girl guy or you know whatever whatever combination of best friends i i think that i i don't know i think it really depends on on the, the connection between the two. But I, I do think that in, you know, from what I've seen of, you know, those kind of friendships, I think that they seem to either always end up in like, they end up together at some point, either staying together or they're like, oh, we've been best friends for a couple of years, let's try to date and then it doesn't work and they stay best friends. Or they just kind of, it just fizzles out after a while. I mean, 
I don't know if that's every situation, but just the, um, the, you know, the different people I've seen through their interactions, it's usually kind of like one of those different things. I think you can have that, uh, friendship, but I, I think even if it doesn't lead anywhere, I think that, and this is just like a personal opinion, but I think that the person that you are like, whoever you end up actually like dating and then marrying is like that person should be your best friend. So then if you already have a different best friend, like they get kind of just like crowded out anyways. Um, I think that, you know, even if, even if the person you're with didn't start as a best friend, I think that they should become a best friend because I think kind of to Dylan's point, like you have, like being able to have that kind of like, Hey, we're going to go out and do these things and we're going to talk till three in the morning about all these things. And we're going to, you know, have all these like conversations that are very common, like a friendship, like you still have to have that in a relationship. It can't just be, you know, some sort of sexual attraction or physical attraction. It has to be like kind of all encompassing that way, you know? And I, and I think, like I said, if you, <laughs> if you have that best friend in your relationship, you can't like, can't have like two, like that's just a, I don't think that's a good dynamic. I think there are different types of best friends. Now that, now that you mention it, there's a, there's like, the the best friends that you hang out with and have fun with there's the the relationship one <coughs> and there's uh i guess it could be like a support best friend. i don't know i don't know but it seems like there's different types i i get what you're saying um but for my personal opinion i think that the person that's your best friend should be the like the person that you can confide in the most or that you're closest with that you have this really deep relationship with and you know, at least in, in my personal opinion, that's the person that, you know, you're spending your life with and that you're like creating a brand new life and family and all that with. And that should be the person that, you know, you can always turn to and you can always confide in that's always there for you. And yes, to an extent, like, let's say you're, let's say you have a, a wife and then you have like your like best friend support system. Like, yes, that, that is also your closest friends. But I think that at least for me, there's still a huge difference between like who my close friends are and who my like actual best friend, the person that I'm in this really like committed relationship with, because the type of uh, like intimacy and friendship that evolves from like a really, really close intimate relationship is very different than like anything else. And from, from my perspective. And so I think it develops a very different type of, I don't want to call it an attachment, but a, you know, you can rely on that person to be there. You can rely on them no matter what to kind of support you or to have this, very mutual kind of experience that I think, again, is just like, for me, very different than just any other type of friendship. So Cody, would you say that your definition, well, no, for you, it's not best friends, it's best friend? I mean, in a, in a general sense, that's probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think it really depends. Like, I, you know, if, let's say like, you know, hypothetically, if it was just like, you know, I wasn't with someone or married to someone or whatever the case may be, yeah. um, you know, then I think at that point, the, I, I, I still don't think I'd use the term best friend. It would be like my close friends, you know, cause again, I feel like yeah. a best friend is a, it's just something, I don't know. I feel like it's such a, I mean, the, the term gets thrown around a lot today, but I, I think that in order for to like, you really use that term to refer to someone I think that that level of intimacy and that level of connection at least for me exists on that like 
and it's not even the like romantic side of it that makes it happen. It's just the intimacy that you develop with someone that you're literally committing to spending your life with is a whole different thing than like anything else, you know? Um, I do think there are different kinds of it because like in general, this type of connection, because um, I, I'm not sure who mentioned like this idea of like shared, shared hardship that someone said earlier, but you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, my experience of the people that I went through like basic training or whatever with like that level of connection, I mean, I don't really talk to them anymore, but I know that like, if I reached out to them, it would be like nothing ever changed just because you go through something and that forms a connection in itself. But I still feel like all these things are still just, you know, again, from my perspective, very different than what you gain with like spending your life with someone or choosing to spend your life with someone. That makes sense. Hmm. I never thought about it that way. Don, you have anything to say, Don? Uh, towards the question? The question was, uh, can you have a best friend relationship, like status with a guy and a girl? Or uh, like with two people? I don't know. What was the question again? Uh, well, first, I thought, I thought you had something to say prior to all this. I know you kind of tried to pitch in, but then Marcel was talking. But, it's all good. Okay. Um, but the question was, can you have a platonic can you, yeah, can you sustain a platonic friendship, best friend, best friendship with a gal? I, you know, honestly, I, like, let's be real. You, like, can you have a platonic relationship with anyone of any gender now? It's like, it's more commonly accepted that, you know, every uh, gender may not even matter in a relationship in this now. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, you're, you're asking yourself like this sort of questions, like, how do we make it work with guys? Uh, and then, you know, like someone who's essentially bisexual, like how, how do they work on that? It's like, do they have that scenario happening to them no matter who they hang out with? Well, like that's kind of like what's interesting. Um, it's not something that I could probably answer, but like that's where my belief comes in that you can't have platonic relationships. Like I said earlier, it's just like I, most of my friends are, are tend to be girls. So it's kind of like you would be able to have that physical sense of you know, support system for them. Uh, however, you know that you're kind of in this placement where, where you can't get too far, too close, uh, especially if they are in a relationship with someone else. You know, you, you know your boundaries, you know your lines. And, and I think that's kind of what you walk into is that like, you know, in any relationship, you have boundaries. The only relationship where I could say, well, you can cross boundaries uh, is between you and your relationship when you're extremely, extremely well bonded to each other. Um, that is like where boundaries are crossed. But if you're going around and then you're doing things that show signs that you like them or you're trying to, you know, be something what likes flirtatious, then you may be crossing into some boundaries. So yes, you can have a platonic relationship with anyone, but you have to know what sort of, you know, boundaries are in place so that way you don't cross them uh, and then you turn it into something that is going to be more unless you're trying to actively seek that in a mutual way. So that's what I have to say for that is that, you know, there is definitely platonic relationships that absolutely do work uh, in any common sense, but that is the set rule of that.
Okay. Great. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Well, for going back to the very first, not the very first question, but the second question, the very basic question, what is true friendship? Is there a difference between true friendship and just friendship? Or do you think they're the same thing? There is. Oh, yeah. True friendship is uh, something you want to keep. Just friendships come and go. But true friendships, I think uh, you should try to make them stay. I, uh, I agree there's a difference, but I think they're all important in general. I think it's mm -hmm. good to have people that you're really close with, but also people that, you know, like the, the person at work that you hang out with for like 30 minutes every morning. Like, I think it's good to have different reactions and have different like levels of intimacy with different friends because they're all, I think, really important to like a healthy kind of, not in terms of social life, but like a healthy social life with, with different, different people. Yeah. Don't you have thoughts? Uh, I'd say, yeah, along the lines, I agree with Cody and Parsa on, on it completely. I, I, you know, usually I call them like hi and bye friends, uh, the people that you walk by and you just say hi to them and you say bye to them when they pass by. Um, and that's kind of, you know, a nice thing to have. It's not like, you know, you could have like a whole hundred friends, like followers, like there, there's always this stigma, like you, you have a, like a thousand or a hundred thousand people on Instagram, they're all your friend, but that, that's not true friendship, that, that they follow your life, you don't follow theirs, or even if you did, it's, it's very difficult to say you know someone by basing on the assumption you only know one side of them. I, I think true, true friendship is along the lines of you, you have more of a knowledge of who they are all around rather than just either their perfections or the worst things about them mm. you just have to know more than one side of them uh because true friendship is built around the idea that you know that person not that you just know one side of that person okay so for each one of you at what point would you classify someone crossing over to the true friendship zone is it is it easier for someone to be to have a true friendship with you, or is it is it a little bit harder because of your standards and values? I think it's really dependent on the person. I think like because every I mean every friendship is is pretty different. Pretty different yeah. I think that it's hard to just say oh when we go to six flags together. That's like, you know, like it's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, I mean, I know some people do kind of look at it like that mm -hmm. as like, once this happens, that's like a really big kind of thing. And in some capacities, like, I think first for, I think that's more of a, more of a thing for romantic relationships because there are very clear, you know, milestones in a sense where, Oh, this happens. That's like a really, you know, it's like, it's almost like it's treated more like that. But I think for friendships, it's really dependent on, on the, the the friendship you have with someone as to like what point like at what point that just kind of happens um whether that's just like the the length of, of after a certain point of time or you know you just maybe it's an experience that you ended up having with that person that just really solidified them as a true friendship yeah. or as a true friend um again like this shared hardship kind of experience for maybe you just go through something crazy and it really just like connects you really well and I mean, I think it's just so different that it's not like, I, I think it's more like what classifies the two or like what the situation is after you become a true friend where it's like once they're a true friend, there's almost more of a, I know if I call that person or or whatever and I have an issue, like I know they'll be there. 
as opposed to like someone that you're just like kind of friends with. I think there's less of a, less of a like ability to kind of rely on each other in a sense, not, not because you don't care, but just because you haven't developed that sort of like friendship where you necessarily even feel comfortable, like reaching out to them and asking that kind of question just because for whatever reason, it's it's not at that point. And again, I think that's very different with different people. I think you might meet someone who like you feel that you can like rely on really early on and there might be someone else where for whatever reason that's you know five years down the line that you can finally feel comfortable relying on them i think it's just a very uh i think it's very different okay thank you anyone else while you were uh while you were talking about that i kind of uh came to me like how pure intentions are so important at least to me I, I noticed um, when I know people's intentions really well, I tend to become like really close friends with them, usually, um, along with all the, you know, being supportive and you trust them and they, you do things together. Um, I think pure motives are very important too. My question to you, Parsa, uh, because like intentions and motives, I feel like they're, not constantly changing, but I feel like they do change in the span of, you know, of a friendship or relationship. So. If they're, uh, uh, if they're transparent with it, you can see the change um, and you can like go along with it. Or if you really don't like it, you might want to distance yourself. I don't know, but like the transparency is very important to me. So like that's constant communication of like how they're changing and what they're changing into kind of thing. Not even communication, just like um, letting people know why they're doing things, you know? Um, because like, for me, I, I wanna know things, right? Like, I wanna know um, like what's gonna happen with my friendship with this person, you know? If they, if they let me know, like in the very beginning, hey, I'm friends with you for, you know, business purposes, you know? And I'll be like, oh, okay, then uh, we can do more business together. And then that, that actually makes a bigger uh, business friendship, you know, but um, they, or they could be like, hey, I, I want to be your friend because like, um, I don't, I need someone to support me or I want, you know, a supporting relationship or something, you know, they, if they show that, then I'll be like, oh, okay, we can be like potentially best friends one day, who knows. But if they're like, oh, let's just, let's be friends. Like, I'm like, okay, uh, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> <Don't> you... <laughs> Dude, you know, actually, I think that's the most positive way I've ever heard someone put that. That was actually kind of sweet. <laughs> but anyway, um, they came up to you and they said, like, Parsa, I am only friends with you because I want to be friends with benefits. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that, that okay. actually makes me feel better, to be honest, because like, now I know, you know, okay, for humans, I'm going to get into this again. The fear of it's the fear of unknown. Everybody is scared of the unknown. So if you just make that go away, then there's no more fear. <laughs> but don't you don't you feel that sometimes some of the best friendships, like you thought it was going to be one thing, and then it ended up being something else? Like I, I mean, like sometimes, times, like, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like you know, just to use this example because it's easy. But mm-hmm. for instance, like. You know, some of us may have gone into PBL being like, oh, I'm going to go to PBL for this. And then maybe I'm going to make some like connections, you know, something like that. And you end up meeting really good friends. And that wasn't exactly the intention of those connections, but that's what ended up happening 
anyways. I mean, I'm not saying you should say uh, like exactly everything you're thinking about, but your actions should show at least. Like you, you, you gotta, uh, you gotta think about other people, how they see things, what like what they see, and like you should try to at least with your actions kind of show it, or at least say it. I don't know. But I also um, think like, like if you're going up to someone, not literally going up and saying those words, but if you're if your first thought, like if I'm like, oh, I see Parsa and I think he'd be a really good friend, you know, for, for this example, I'm basing that off of what I see about you without really knowing you. But what if I get to know you and then I'm like, oh, actually, you know, Parsa, like I let, like there's something about Parsa that's more like this or more like that. Or I guess it's a better example if I like thought I wanted to get to know you because you, you mentioned the business thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, Parsh is a really great guy. I'd love to actually be friends with him. Like, that kind of changes as you get to know someone. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you go into something usually not knowing what it is. Like, that's just how, uh, at least with people, like, you never know. Um, so you just go in it and um, you either take it or leave it if, you, if, you, if they seem to be a good friend or not. And then things change. Like, all I'm saying is, the, is to make that change kind of visible or make yourself visible your intentions, your, uh, you know, all the changes, your thoughts, you know, it, it just makes the other person feel better, you know? Awesome. Thank you, Parson. All right. So actually I'm going to end it right here because it is about time to end the podcast. We're going to upload this to YouTube. <laughs> it's super long. It's you coming off. <laughs> um, Andrew, I barely got to hear your opinions though. Yeah, Andrew. My opinion, you guys will hear in the future. I promise you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We, we could stay overtime and talk about yeah, it. I didn't even get to say my stuff. <laughs> well, never. But, uh, so you can cut the beginning part. I could actually. I could cut the beginning part. I yeah, come on. Tell, tell us your opinions. I could cut the first question. Uh, opinion on what? I'll, I'll keep going. What opinion on what? First off, wait. Does uh, it go though? I don't want to keep anyone overtime. Because anyone? 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 I have a call of five, but that's it. That's fine. Okay, uh, we'll stay for like another 20, 30 minutes. All right, Parson, what was the question? Uh, just go on friendships. Friendship. What do you think? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think a lot about friendship. I, I, there was one, my mind drifted off somewhere, and I totally forgot what direction it went into. But um, for me, when it comes to true friendship, I do have like a, I always like to think of like a tolerance level or like a, I set my standards super high. And sometimes they're too high to the point where like no one can enter that that zone for a very long time. Um, I would consider myself one of those people, not to say like, okay, after we got into six, like you're my best friend kind of thing, but not even, like, I don't even know how I define it. And that's, that's the greatest part is like, I don't know how to ex- properly explain even my side on how I handle that transition from you being my friend to being a true friend. I do know it takes a lot, a lot of time because when I meet people, I have this sense of urgency to kind of protect myself in like a, any way possible. You know, like I think you guys have seen it, you know, like a PBL or talking to people that we have, you know, mutual friends. It's just like, I will put some kind of cloak over myself and I will only be that, you know, for like the longest time. Like I won't get them, I won't let them get near me in any sense. Um, and I think that's mainly due to like some events I have in my past and how I coped with it all that fun stuff. Um, but definitely like that tolerance level and people getting into my true friendship circle is super hard. Like you, 
if someone wants to be my true friend, I guarantee you, you're going to have to fucking fight for that shit, or you're going to have to be talking to me for a long ass time. It's not going to come, like, too easy. Like, there's some people who allow that to happen, which is fine. But for me, it's no-go. And, it, you know, like I said, like I was talking about, it, there's a lot of stuff in my past that's happened that, like, you know, has put up some walls, I would say, that people have to hop over, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? What are some of those walls? Damn, we're going deep, deep. <laughs> uh you know, man, I can't even define those walls, but one for me, and I think I'm trying to learn to do this myself nowadays, is like, if, if it's a true friend, like one of the things that I look for in a true friend is like, in a group, usually in a group setting where like they're all mutual friends, if one person in the group is like complaining about that one person, like say I'm complaining about Dylan, right, to, you know, Parsa or Cody, Parser and Cody, being a true friend, would obviously try to find sympathy with me, but wouldn't go down the path of saying that Dylan is that and that. You know, like X, Y, and Z, if I'm like completely just destroying Dylan's character. You know, they would back Dylan up and say, you know, like Dylan might have considered this, or he's thinking this way, have you ever thought of doing that? You know, like backing him up when I'm not there. That's really important to me because now in this day and age, a lot of, especially, especially, from a club that I was a part of. <laughs> it was uh, a lot of club. people play different angles is what I learned, you know, to get to where they wanted to go in the future. They play different angles and it was all politics and it was, you know, it was crazy. But that, that's the one thing that I learned is like, you have to protect, protect yourself from all angles. And to get, to become a true friend for me, you have to be able to like, let your ego down and be like, you know, true to the people you want to be true to. Like, if you want to be true friends with this person, you got to back them up no matter what, you know? And yeah, they might be wrong sometimes, but that doesn't mean you should play along with another person, like being them down, being their character down and everything. Does that make sense? Like, that is the one biggest thing that really gets me in terms of friendships. Like, if if one person is, oh man, I can keep going on. I don't like you going on about this because I'm just- No, keep going, keep going. But uh, keep no, going. just like with you guys, like with, with you guys and like all my other friends, what I try to do nowadays it's just like if someone's talking bad or if someone is like blaming you guys for something, I'll, if there is any way, I would I would rather take that blame off of you guys and put it onto me than you guys take it full front from them or something, you know? And it might not even bother you guys, but for me, it's just like, that's the type of like friendship and that, you know, that, that's like for the type of shit that I feel like super confident about, you know what I mean? Like that's some Sparta shit, right? That's like brotherhood type thing. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I totally understand. Someone, uh, we, we had a house party one time and someone was just talking shit about like one of my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like close friends, uh, like no reason. They were like, oh, they're this and that just because they act like this. And I was like, I just unfriended them right there. It's not, I'm not, I'm not having any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, like that, that is super important that I feel like needs to be taught to people who are not aware of that yet or just people who don't have standards for themselves or you know something like that I don't know. but that, that's one aspect of true friendship that i can just go on for days but that's that's an opinion there you go parsley i got you on interesting that. interesting mm-hmm. um yeah so uh i you guys want to we can end here <laughs> 27 I mean, yeah, I could go on forever too, but uh, I don't know how your time crunches. 
Yeah, I think we should end. Well, we'll end I think here. it's good to keep it like concise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just, I like, think we're going to get off a rant. Yeah. <laughs> And plus, like, I have to do a little bit of editing too. So. We can we can talk like outside of recording. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. For now, for now, we're gonna end the podcast here, guys. I want to thank the audience for coming by, stopping by. Uh, if you want to say hello to Dylan, Cody, Parsa, put it in the comments below. You know, let them know your love and <laughs> some questions that you can have for them. Uh, they do have Instagrams. If I don't know if it's it. No, no Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you won't find anything online. Yeah. They, they have social media, but I don't think they're comfortable sharing it. So, with that being said, you can follow you can me. I don't requests. care. <laughs> you can send all requests through uh, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all fan mail goes through Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you guys want to join this podcast, we hold it every Tuesday, Friday. Uh, we come up with random questions, and we might even start doing current events. Um, for the next one, I think we'll try that for the next one. If you guys are interested in joining, please uh, come by, contact me, only me, <laughs> and we'll let you through on the, on the Zoom call. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining up. Hope you guys have a great day. You guys want to say anything before you leave the podcast? Uh, thank you for stopping by the House of Contemporary Mind. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you guys. Peace out. See you later.